Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Unscrewed. The show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I am your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and I have a little confession to make. I'm putting together a couple of shows for later in the season, but they're not coming together as quickly as I wanted. And so I was looking for a topic for this week's show. And I thought of a couple of things, and each one was like more difficult than the one before it and I just was like I don't want to do any of it and so I texted my friend Raiden who is always involved in all things pop culture and who writes as redheaded girl for the website smart bitches trashy books which is an a plus website and I said Raiden do you want to come on my show and talk about something fluffy because I can't deal this week And she was like, yes, I want to come on your show and talk about the evolution of consent in romance novels. And I was like, I obviously want you to come do that. And therefore, we are now sitting in my living room drinking uh, adult cocoa and getting ready to have a really fun conversation. So welcome to Unscrewed, Raiden. This cocoa is delicious. And everybody listening, you are jealous. You are pretty jealous. So Raiden, I can't believe it's taken me this long to ask you on the show. I feel like it's a giant oversight. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad we're rectifying it now. But Mm -hmm. as you know, uh, on Unscrewed, we put all of our guests through the lightning round to get to know you first. Mm -hmm. So we start off with question one, which is what has been making you happy this week? The sun has been out. Yes. The weather has been warmer. I haven't needed to wear my winter coat for almost a week, I think. Is it feeling sad and neglected? It's feeling, I think it's feeling tired and like it needs to take its summer nap. So I'm going to. I feel that way too. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So I'm going to risk it and put it away on Sunday. So if it snows after that, it is my fault. I admit it. Oh, all right. I'm coming for you. Yeah. Next question. What is some of the best sex advice you ever received? Fuck first, then eat dinner. Oh, that's excellent sex advice. Yeah, because if you do it the traditional way, you're always like, oh, I'm kind of digesting. Right. Can we just nap? I'm sleepy and I have garlic breath. Like, No, fuck first, then have a late dinner. That is excellent advice. Is that Dan Savage? That is Dan Savage. Yeah. He has his issues, but he does sometimes have gems. He has his moments. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Next question. What has been making you the maddest or saddest when it comes to the sexual culture lately? Oh, uh, God. 
I just have to pick one. Just pick one. God. Um. Can we? Can we just not? <laughs> can we? Can we just like allow people to be complex, whole human beings? Everybody, and like everybody gets to have pleasure. Like literally, like everybody. You don't get to just say, "Hey, look, there's a hole I want to stick my dick into." No, everybody should get something out of this arrangement. That seems unreasonable. I know, right? Yeah. I'm being ridiculous. Yeah. I feel like I never do this because it's your lightning round and not mine, but I have to acknowledge that we are in part talking about the horrible mass murder in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, if y'all had been, like the number of people who are like, what is an incel right now are making me very angry because feminists have been talking about this shit for many years and i'm glad people are waking up when they are (laughs) (laughs) you're late to the party we're happy happy you're here but you're late you're late and that lateness has ramifications in terms of whether or not we can talk about misogyny as legitimate political discourse and actually address these issues as terrorism and all of that shit but this is not your my lightning round this is your lightning round so i'll stop bogarting it right uh question number four is what is a myth about sex that you used to believe but don't believe anymore? Oh, that the, the hymen is an inch or two up the vagina. I don't know how this got started, but a lot of people believe that. And that it's like a complete seal of the vagina, which like, which how would I, you have your period? I, I figured that that was not true because I, I did that physics, but... yeah. Yeah, no, the mythology around the hymen is, like, deep and intense. Yeah. 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 There's a lot there. Last question. Name someone who you think is doing really brave, excellent work unscrewing the sexual culture. I think I'm going to go with Courtney Milan, who is a romance author. Oh. Who you all should read. You would love her. Okay. But she does both historicals, and then she she accidentally wrote a couple of contemporaries, (laughs) because sometimes these things happen. Yeah. But a lot of what she writes about is, like, historical intersectionality and how does the the interplay of class and gender differences and race and all of these things and how do you make a love story out of that. Mm. And also the sex is really good. I mean, sold. Yeah. Excellent. All right. You survived the lightning round. Mm. Now let's get into it. Tell me everything that's been happening about consent in the land of romance novels. I can't tell you what's been happening without telling you what, like, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start wherever you want to start. Because you know I don't read a lot of romance novels. It's true. Which I know is your ongoing disappointment. Well, you you have been busy, but you (laughs) you do need some some light fluffiness in your life. Very clearly. I'm going to give you a list of things. Okay. But let's start um, at the very beginning. Let's start at the very beginning, which is a very good place to start. So if you go to kind of what we refer to as the old school, which is the 70s and the 80s and up into kind of the early to mid 90s, consent within romance is sometimes dubious or lacking. I mean, there's like whole tropes about it, about like right. women just being like swept up or like actual rape turning romantic and like i know enough about this shit to know like romance has a bad reputation around this stuff yes 
there are many sort of ways you can look at it. And I, I feel like you have, you can choose to look at it through the lens of how we perceive things now, how they perceive things at the time that they were writing. And one of the things to consider is that there was this idea that good women don't enjoy sex. But the whole point of a romance novel is the heroine is a good woman and she gets to enjoy sex. So we have to like disclaim her of any agency so that she's not a bad woman. Exactly. uh, uh, Right. Yeah. So the book Beyond Heaving Bosoms, which is written by Smart Bitches founders, Sarah Wendell and Candy Tan has a whole section on this kind of talking about how agency and how forced seduction and kind of where you kind of find these lines. And so there are a lot of authors like Johanna Lindsay, for example, is super rapey. And you're just kind of like, oh, Joe, that was a choice you made many times. They got you a lot of money. But this clearly spoke to people because it got her a lot of money and right. a lot of people were buying these books and reading them. I mean, this is my constant agony with Fifty Shades mm-hmm. is like, this is a series of books about an abusive stalker billionaire, but lots of women think it's really fucking romantic. And I don't, like, I simultaneously want to critique the former without denying the latter, right? Like, it's it's clearly scratching somebody's fucking itch. Right. We have spent a lot of, it's not ink anymore because it's all online, but we spent a lot of pixels talking about Fifty Shades. And I drunk reviewed, and I was so drunk, the gray. (gasps) You read that? I did read it. I heard that it was, like, so much worse. It was so much worse. It was so much worse from his point of view. I got really drunk. Because you didn't have her saying, I really like this. Yeah. Right? You didn't have her perspective. Exactly. You just saw it from his eyes in which, like, he doesn't know if she's into it or not. And there were a number of people who were like... I read Fifty Shades and I thought it was terribly romantic. And then I read Grey and he came off as an abusive asshole. And the rest of us were like, yes, welcome to our side. Yes. You figured it out. Congratulations. So sort of as the culture moved on throughout the the 90s and up into the early 2000s, the bodice ripper aspect began to change. Do you think there started to be less audience for it? I think authors just didn't want to write it anymore. Got it. That's that's kind of my guess, because I, I really don't know much about what the audience wanted at that point in time. But certainly in the past couple of years, I have really noticed, since I've been writing for Smart Bitches since 2010, in the past couple of years, I've noticed that there's been a definite uptick in affirmative consent. Like, I want to do this. Can I? May I do this? And how are those books selling? Um, I think they're selling fairly well. I'm curious about the supply and demand equation, right? I'm curious about... I mean, Fifty Shades is not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Although the movies don't seem to have done that well. But it, I find it... It's part of the equation that I find most frustrating and confusing is sort of how much audience there is among women. Mm-hmm. And I think you're totally right that it's about still that pervasive idea. You know, it's we'd like to think it got left in the 1970s, mm-hmm. 
but it didn't really. No, but I think for darker books, like they're explicitly marketed as this is darker, this is dark fantasy elements. And not fantasy like swords and sandals and wizards, but like rape fantasies. So in romance vernacular, dark fantasy is rape fantasy? Often. Or at least like a a BDSM book that doesn't have the, okay, well, let's talk about our limits. Like there are some BDSM erotica that does have the, so let's talk about our limits and exactly like what we want out of this relationship. And there are others that are like, let's just get into it. And let's just do the thing. Yeah. And look, this show is long on record, as would Mm -hmm. surprise you, 0% of being like pro-feminist with rape fantasies. And in fact, I did a whole episode with Tristan Taramino called Feminist with Rape Fantasies, if people want to go back and listen. So like, obviously, Mm -hmm. like, I get that there's a market for rape fantasies Mm -hmm. marketed as such. Yeah. I think that where I get tripped up is sort of the market for rape fantasies that are not acknowledged as rape. That are just marketed as romance. Those really have not been in the mainstream. For a while. Big publishing for a while. So one of the series that has come out in the past year or so is by Alyssa Cole, who is wonderful. And you should read everything she's written. But she's writing historical set during the Civil War. Mm. And her heroines are black. And the heroes are usually... There's only but two out so far, and both of the heroes have been white. But the heroines, and sometimes the heroes, are part of basically a spy ring. Working in the South for the Union. Oh. And so there's... Are they enslaved? One of the heroines is... Well, she's pretending to be a slave, but how mm. how pretending is it when your owners slash the target of the people you the people you are spying on don't realize you're pretending? So she's gotten herself enslaved in order to spy. Basically, yeah. That's really hardcore. That is hardcore. And then this dude shows up who I believe he's a Pinkerton, and the Pinkertons have their own issues, many of them, a lot. And he's supposed to meet up with this other person in the Loyal League. And she's like, yes, that's me. And he's like, I have pants feelings. And she's like, I also have pants feelings. Um, But there's a lot of, like, I want to make it clear that I'm not trying to pressure you. Like, I have these pants feelings, but I don't want you to feel like you have to because... My pants feelings are not your problem. Right. Yeah. And we're in this really very fucked up dynamic. Right. And I don't want to use that against you. And yet it's kind of erotic. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's Alyssa Cole is called The Loyal League. The Um, Loyal with an L? Yep. Okay. An Extraordinary Union is the first one, and the second one is A Hope Divided. All right. Is the second one like a sequel? Does it have the same characters in it? No. I mean, romance series are focused on one, like, each book is focused on one couple, and they're interrelated. Got it. So So they happen in the same world. Yeah. Okay. And you'll see mentions of somebody from another book. Got it. But you're not following the couple from one book to the next. Yeah. And another book I want to talk about was one that I reviewed called Courtly Pleasures by Aaron Kane Spock. Mm. And it's set in the court of Elizabeth I. All right. And she does... I like 
you know, like corsets and bosoms and shit. Yeah, and there are plenty of corsets and bosoms. One of the things I like about Erin Kane Spock is that she has done a lot of research. And it's accurate, because I know these things, which makes me trust her. And the heroine is Frances, and the hero is Henry, who's her husband. They've been married for 10 years. Okay. And they were married when they were fairly young. And she was a noble virgin of good birth. So, of course, she knew nothing. Sure. And he was, I think, 18 or 20 when they got married. So he didn't really know anything either. So after 10 years of he's like, you you lie there, I do the thing, and then we go and you, you pop out a couple of kids and, and that's marriage. And she's like, after one of their babies dies, she's like, this is not what I want. I want a separation. I'm going to go and hang out at the court, at the queen's court. I'm going to be one of her courtiers. And I don't want this life anymore. Aww. And he's like, what did I do wrong? And... He sees her and she's having fun, but she's still not there. I mean, there's definitely some postpartum depression issues. And also one of the babies died. Like, she's dealing with a lot of shit. It's a big fucking deal. It's a big fucking deal. And he also finds a Kama Sutra type book where he's like, wait a second. This sex thing can be more than just poking the hole? We could do so many more sex things. We could do so many more sex things. And Wait, she- is this a romance novel about a married couple who, like, reheats their sex life? Yes. I didn't know there was such a thing. So many. That trope is called second chance romance. No way. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. Like, couples who already exist who are renegotiating their sex lives. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of them are, they were couples who broke up and then they get back together for reasons. But there are also we're married and yeah it's a thing okay so back to our couple back, back to our couple he's like oh we could do so many more sex things and she's like i told you i wanted a fucking separation Aww. and he's like all right i'm going to woo you Aww. and he i mean he he studies the book and i, I think it was really clever how spock managed to get the hero to gain some knowledge that didn't require cheating on his wife. Oh, yeah. I, th- I thought that was really clever. Does she go and step out with other guys? Um, There are other guys who flirt with her, and she's like, I'm enjoying the flirting, but I don't want it to go anywhere. And they're like, so why are you... What, why are you even here then? This is Hampton Court. Everybody's fucking everybody. And she's like, I... I don't think that's true. Was that historically true? It could go either way. Got it. I'm not really up on the sex lives of all of the minor Elizabethans. That's disappointing to me. I'm sorry. Like, Henry VIII had These a are lot. the things that I count on you for. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I feel like you have an excerpt you want to share with me. I do. So, after he's been wooing her, and they've had a couple of encounters where she's finally, like, had an orgasm, and she's like... I just don't want any more kids, though. And also, I said I wanted a separation. She, after the end of a party, she is in the tub. And she has sent her ladies away. And he's like, you sent your ladies away. May I help you bathe? And she's like, well, she began peering over the lip of the tub. 
My lady smite helping me with my back and my hair. He took a step closer and stopped. Is it your wish that I help you? I do not want to be accused of reneging on our deal. You must be specific. Mm. She lowered herself more, hiding behind the tub. How much of her could he see from his vantage? And if he were to come closer, did she want him to see her? It wasn't as if he hadn't, hadn't seen her even more disheveled through the night on the barge. Orgasms. A tingle oh, ran through her the chest. The night on the barge is going to be like code for orgasms, orgasms from now on. Yeah, yes. Yeah. A tingle ran through her chest, her breast aching and heavy despite the water. She swallowed against her cowardice and nodded. Yes, you may wash my hair if you wish. Three steps and he was at her side, crouched low so his eyes met hers over the copper brim. Just so you know, the smile in his eyes belied the seriousness of his tone. You may be hiding your bosom, but I have an excellent view of your behind. She squealed and straightened up, sloshing water everywhere. Harnessing her courage, she forced herself to recline in her bath and let the hot water seep into her aching muscles and soothe her senses. Taking in the vision of her husband in his white linen shirt as he sat in front of the fire, she let go of the tension and fear of the day, safe with Henry. He held her gaze, his deep brown eyes almost black in the shadows cast by the fire. Do you feel how the water is caressing you all over your body at once? I picture my hands and lips doing the same. Hush, she whispered. Imagine that I am the one cupping the weight of your breast, skimming your nipples with my thumb, easing the growing ache. Henry, she could barely speak against the tightness in her chest. I am wooing you, Francis. Nay, you are seducing me. Hot! <laughs> okay, and, like, I love that sort of eroticization of consent there. Exactly. Right? Like, you said no, so I'm going to need to hear you say yes very explicitly. Very, very specifically. Yeah. yeah. I'm having pants feelings over here, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. It's a really good book. You should all read it. You're going to look at the cover and you're going to go, that's not fucking Elizabethan, and that is true, but... Raiden, am I going to do that? Okay, I know that you're not. I'm speaking to them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. All right, what else you got for us? I think that people should also read Alicia Rye's Forbidden Heart series. This is a series that really does do better if you read it in order, because it is sort of a family saga in the story of three different couples. The first one is Hate to Want You, in which the hero and heroine were, this is a second chance romance, they were high school sweethearts, and then there was a falling out at their family dynasty grocery store business. <gasps> I know. It's very it's very soap operatic. <laughs> and I mean, let's be honest, all of us watch fucking soaps these days. God damn right. Whether, you know, it's Scandal or Jane the Virgin or whatever we're watching, mm-hmm. Riverdale, 
I don't watch it. It's ridiculous. I love it. I think it's slightly too ridiculous for me. Possibly. I can see that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So they were high school sweethearts. There was this big falling out. And the heroine's like, fuck it. I'm, I'm moving away. I'm running away. Well, the hero sta- stays to deal with what is now his sole family business. But she texts him every day on her birthday and tells him where to come. And they have one night. And then they never speak. It's like Brigadoon sex? Brigadoon sex. All right. Until she comes back. And then their relationship gets rekindled. The cover is fucking fantastic. Oh, please to describe the cover for the, our listeners. The cover is Olivia, the heroine, in a clinch with Nick, the hero. And he's kissing her neck and she's got her head all the way. She's a beautiful back. line. And the tattoo... And a tattoo over the back of her shoulder and down her arm. It was gorgeous. It's very sensual. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love this. You know what I love about it? A, all of us need some fucking escapism right now. But we, I think a lot of us want escapism that we're going to be able to trust isn't going to come with the side of rape culture. Yeah. So A, and also, you know, we've talked about this a million times because I lived with you for a long time, but like romance, and and I thought of it just now because of, we we were talking about soap operas, like as a genre is so bagged on specifically because it's for women. Like, exactly. if anybody listening is thinking like, I thought these books were silly and frivolous, why are you telling me to to read them? Like the reason you think these books are silly and frivolous and you don't think sci-fi is silly and frivolous, is literally misogyny. Yeah. Yeah, it's because these books are about feelings. Right. That Women's feelings, women's no less. Feelings. And also men who have tender feelings. Right. And men... There are, there are the men who complain that, that romance gives women unrealistic ideas of what men should be. It's like, yeah, what it gives us is the idea that everybody deserves orgasms. Yes, and respectful partners, or at least partners who give us what we want. Right. Yeah. All of the examples we've talked about seem super heterosexual. They are because that is what I tend to read. Okay. Romance as a whole genre is very heteronormative, and it is very white. And there are, of course, there are people who write male-male Male male romance is, is its own thing. There is a smaller subset of FF, female, female. There are. Are they all femmes sleeping with other femmes? I'm not entirely sure. It's all right. I just have this mm-hmm. like pet peeve as a woman who appreciates fine butches, like yeah. how few butches there are in pop culture, even when lesbians are portrayed. Like, yeah. it drives me up a tree. Yeah. Um, a lot of male male tends to be written by straight women. And a lot of it tends to be enjoyed by straight women. Interesting. There are gay men who write. What about the female female? Is it written by straight women? I don't think so. I think that is primarily written by gay women. Yay, queer ladies. Mm. If I were a listener who wanted to go find some queer escapism... Along these lines, where would I look? Could I go on Trashy Bitches? Uh, I always get that wrong. Smart Bitches. Smart Bitches, Trashy Books. And like search and there's it's searchable there. Like It is searchable. You could also go to Joyfully J, who reviews primarily male male. But what about FF? 
Um, I'm not sure, and I'll have to get back to you about that. And is there any subgenre for gender nonconforming or trans folks? That is small but growing. Courtney Milan wrote in in her contemporaries that she wrote accidentally the heroine of her second one in that book is a trans woman. But also what you're saying <laughs> is there's a hole in the market. There is a hole in the market. The the mainstream publishing world is So this is a publishing problem and not like a lack of people stepping up who want to write tr- romance. I think primarily, yeah. All right. Well, so what people need to do is like call their favorite romance publishers and be like, why don't you have romance for me? Mm. Right? We can give that a shot. Well, what do you think? I mean, I'm always interested in the systems conversation, right? So the system conversation and the how do we fix publishing conversation has been going in terms of diversity and everything. And a lot of it is... Well, we need agents who are actually looking for diverse books and we need editors who are looking for diverse books and we need publishers who are willing to do it and we need the publishing houses to hire diversely. But like as a reader or even a potential reader, like what kind of power do we have to influence that shit? Where do you think is the weakest link that we can put pressure on? It is being publicly vocal that these are the books that you're looking for. And I will see what I can do about finding, like, which small indie publishing houses. Yeah. I think Dream Spinner is one. I think they primarily do mail mail. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. Listen past the end of the credits and I'll come read on a list of recommendations that I'll get from Raiden Mm -hmm. and I'll get to you before this episode airs. So just make sure you listen through the end of the show and at the very end, I'm going to come back on and read some suggestions. Yes, we'll do that. Yeah, and then maybe if the mainstream sees that the indie publishers are doing well with these books, that Mm -hmm. creates a market. Is that what you're suggesting? Yes. Okay, great. And if you're in the LA area at all for any reason, you should go to the Ripped Bodice which is... You suggested this to me, like, at the end of my last L.A. trip. I didn't realize you were in L.A. Uh. But The Ripped Bodice is the only purely romance bookstore in the country. And it is run by Leah and B and Fitzwilliam Waffles. Is that a cat? No, he's a dog. Oh. He's a chihuahua with only one eye. In a bookstore, I expect a cat. They got a dog. All right. That seems very L.A., actually. Yeah. <laughs> But they will definitely also have suggestions for you and also, you know, support your independent bookstore. Yes, I'm sure they have a website you can order from even if you're not in LA. TheRippedBodice.com. Love this. Okay, before I let you go, I want to ask you how you got into romance. Like many other people, I started reading romance when I was about 13. Yes. Because a friend of mine was like, look at this shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like... Oh my god, I think I am too young to read this. I need to read more. (laughs) And I read it more or less through high school until I kind of got to the, well, I'm I'm a nerd. Nerds, real geeks don't read this shit. Real Uh. geeks read science fiction and fantasy and all of that stuff. And so I stopped. Only every once in a while, I would sort of pull one out and, and read it. And then someone would see me and make fun of me. What would they say? Oh, why are you reading that shit? Those are just trashy, whatever. Here, read some Piers Anthony. I don't know who that is. You don't want to. Mm-hmm. 
Um, don't read Piers Anthony, kids. Don't read Piers Anthony. I trust Raiden on this matter. <laughs> and then there was a blow up on the internet when a romance author was found of, of being a plagiarist. Like one of the memorable examples was an, an article on black-footed ferrets. And Smart Bitches was the people who, who found Wait, this. Wait, but why... Okay, sorry, why, back up. Why was she Why was a romance novel black plagiarizing something about ferrets? Uh, because she was writing about the wild, wild west and needed some color. color. Okay, so she put this in a romance in novel. In a romance novel. Okay, I understand now. And somebody on LiveJournal was like, look at this shit. It's on this website, Smart Bitches Trashy Books. And I went, and then I was like... I used to like romance novels. Aww. Maybe I still do. And I read through a few reviews and went, oh, this book called The Spymaster's Lady by this Joanna Bourne lady. That sounds really interesting. So I got it from the library. And that book is amazing. And you should all read it. All right. The Spymaster's Lady. The Spymaster's Lady. And I actually, I met Joanna Bourne last year and told her that her book was what brought me back to romance. And she was like... Oh, I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> and, um, and she told me that she liked my writing and then I died. So you are just a hologram or a ghost right now? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Yeah. So I, I went back to romance because of the Cassie Edwards blowout. And what do you stay for aside from getting to write really amazing reviews? I stay for the fact that I know that all of these books are going to have a happy ending. And that's very comforting. Especially now. Oh my god. You read A Wrinkle in Time, right? I'm offended by that question. Okay. I read A Wrinkle in Time hundreds of times, maybe? Okay. Like it is... You remember the discussion about sonnets? Yes. They're talking about sonnet, and she's talking to Cal, and she's like, so a sonnet, you have a very specific form, right? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah. But within that form, you can say whatever the fuck you want, right? Yeah. And he's like, Yeah. And that's what romances are to me. Like, there's a specific form. It needs to be about a relationship. There needs to be a happy ending. There doesn't always have to be sex, but honestly, it's better if there's sex. But it doesn't have to have sex. But how how you get to that happy ending and what happens, where the complications arise. You can write about whatever you want. Whatever you want. But that structure is also comforting. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's why people read any genre in some ways is, you know, the creativity that happens within that structure is both sort of freeing and also comforting. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm part of this amazing community of readers and writers and bloggers and reviewers. Well, that is super lovely. So again, folks can read you at smart bitches trashy books yay yes i did it right <laughs> under redheaded girl is your nom de plume yep and but you're also on two different podcasts mm-hmm. i am one of the co-hosts of anglo fees a-n-g-l-o-f-i-l-l-e-s way to come up with a podcast name you always have to spell right seemed like a good idea at the time <laughs> And we are three women from three different English-speaking countries. Alina is in Canada, and Kaylee is in Scotland, and we talk about pop culture and through a feminist lens and pretty much whatever. And it's a good time. We'll be talking about Star Wars on Sunday. Oh, and whether or not we need this fucking solo backstory movie. 
I mean, sure. Yeah. And I just started another podcast with a couple of other people called That Book is Bonkers. And we read a historical book of some kind. Does that mean a book that was written in the past or a book that is about history? A book that was written in the past. Okay. So the first episode just came out. The episodes drop on the Ides of each month. Oh my god, very poetic. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, But the first episode is about A Study in Scarlet. The first Sherlock Holmes book. Oh. And the next episode we did is about the Decameron. Wow. There's many consent issues in the Decameron. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's exciting. And folks can also follow you on Twitter, right? Yep. I am on Twitter at Redheaded Girl. Are you on any other social medias publicly? I am on Instagram at redheadedgirl underscore SB. And I am on Instagram at Jacqueline Effable. J-A-C-L-Y-N-F-A-B-L-E. On Twitter, I'm just plain old Jacqueline F. And you can find me on my website, all my upcoming live events and things I've written and past podcasts and show notes and all that good stuff is at JacquelineFriedman.com. Friedman is F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N. You can find this fine show wherever you like to get your podcasts. Uh, You can find it at Apple Podcasts and Acast and Stitcher, while you are in there, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any of our excellent episodes. And also, you know, I'm going to ask you, please just give five stars and a short little review. It makes a huge difference in the algorithm, which helps people find the show and join Unscrewed Nation. Unscrewed is produced and edited by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman. Our in and out music is by The Pink Tiles and our cover art is by Nicole Dodonna and was developed in collaboration with The Establishment, who also developed the sound cues. Until next week, I'm wishing you safe and happy sex lives. Hey everyone, quick note as promised, I have a few recommendations for queer and trans romances that Raiden has passed on since we originally recorded There are a few recommendations for trans romances, including Roller Girl by Vanessa North, Butch and the Beautiful, uh, which has a secondary character who may have been exploring, and If I Was Your Girl by Meredith Russo, which is also a YA title, and of course, Courtney Milan's Hold Me, which, which Raiden already mentioned. If you want even more recommendations than that, there's a post on Smart Bitches Trashy Books, the website, which is just smartbitchestrashybooks.com called The Rec League Transgender Romances. So I suspect if you just go to the website and put that in the search terms, you'll find the post and a bunch of folks have weighed in the comments with things that they've loved as well. Um, And I'll put that in the show notes at JacquelineFriedman.com as well. And then for Female Female, Raiden says Bold Strokes publishes a lot of female female romance as well as Bywater Books which published one in particular that was recommended called Edge of Glory by Rachel Spangler, which is about two Olympic athletes. There's a book called The Final Rose by Eliza Lensky, which is, I'm told, essentially The Bachelor, where two of the women fall in love with each other, which sounds amazing and kind of happened in real life. As well, there are sources for reviews of tons more female-female romance, Uh, You can check out The Lesbian Review, Lambda Literary, and Tara Scott. Tara Scott has her own podcast as well called Les Do Books. So hopefully that's a good starting point for y'all. And also if you have your own recommendations, please feel free to send them in. 
As well, Raiden sent on literally today a link to an article that was just published in BuzzFeed called Meet the Black Women Upending the Romance Novel Industry that I thought would be super of interest uh, to y'all if you've made it through this far in the episode. Uh, so check that out on BuzzFeed and we'll put that in the show notes as well. Talk to you next week. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.